All right, welcome everybody. This is Albert Campa, Cantina MX Podcast. We are back. <laughs> I have Jaime and Ron here with us with another episode. This is episode 234. Welcome everybody. I have some viewers who just joined. What's going on, Jaime and Ron? How you guys doing? Hey, what is up, everybody? Still alive? This Rona hasn't taken me out yet, and uh, yeah, that's good. We're, we're just waiting for someone to give us a game plan on what the hell we're going to do and how we're going to get back to normal. Ooh, game plan. Nobody has no game plan. <laughs> Except me. I, 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 we can, I can talk about the game plan, but uh, but yeah, that's... Theory? I want to hear your theories. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I have, like, sort of a plan, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss all that stuff. It's, it's, we should be seeing some action. There's some rumblings about action. I think Bundesliga and then Liga oh. Max a little bit talk. But uh, Ron, how's it going? Glad to have you. Hear anything? What? You hear me? Ron is. uh, We were just talking just a minute. He's a boomer. He doesn't know how to use. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can't hear us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We lost Ron. I guess. Hear me? Yes. We can hear you, bro. This is how every Zoom conference uh, starts. By the way, like everybody that works from home right now. This is the same same two minutes of every conversation. It's like, can you hear me? <laughs> Zoom is super easy, though, man. But we were, just, we were just talking to Ron. He was listening I to know, us. I know, man. We were just doing a sound check, <laughs> man. That's messed up, man. <laughs> but while, okay, while he, real quick. I spelled it out. Um, to get things started... Bundesliga is getting things started. I read an article about how Germany is doing things. Everyone thinks Germany is doing things perfect, like they're doing things right. I mean, unless Germany just got on a different planet and coronavirus is no longer in Germany, I don't see how, you know, they're not going to get reinfected or someone's going to, you know, going to get infected. Didn't someone already uh, in the second division get come up positive for Rona? In Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. See, yeah, that's, that's what I was just reading in Tampico. Some guy. No, got, in in the German league too, I think. Oh, in German league, probably. See, that's the thing. It's it's it's, it's an inevit- inevitability. Okay, so my my whole deal is. Yo. Ger- German, yeah, you hear us? Okay, okay, I'm I'm back, I'm back. Okay, so this is my plan to restart things, and Germany's probably planning to do this, and UFC already started with similar type of measures so you got to take you got to take precautions you got to test everybody when they start to get together as a team when they start to train you got to do questionnaires if everyone's good everyone's tested good then get together and start training and starting with games the minute some and then continuous uh frequent testing should go on the minute someone's tested positive you know isolate them get them out of there but it's inevitable it's inevitable it's going to happen like also, while these guys are yeah. playing, they should avoid contact with any, uh, you know, elderly, grandparents. They should understand they're slightly at risk playing, you know, not to themselves necessarily because younger people, healthy people are not necessarily, you know, high risk to get any, you know, lethal damage to, uh, from this virus. But if they come in contact with elderly or sick people, yeah, that could p- cause a problem. Um, but UFC is going forward, man. They in their first UFC, yeah. they they had one dude positive, and everyone was hating on him because they tested the guy, and but but while they were waiting for the test, he just kept roaming around. He was just you know just part of the of the group, 
on fight week and he came in contact with some people. He had a mask on and everything. Then later on they found out he was positive and then they, you know, they isolated him. They took him out of the fight. And, but people were saying, well, look at this video. He was hanging around close to people. And, you know, even though he had a mask on, he's, he was positive, asymptomatic and all this. And I was like, it's just going to happen, man. But it is going to happen. I mean, at this point, the coronavirus is just part of our lives now. It's just like the, the common flu or the cold. It's just going to be one of those things that we have to worry about come, you know, fall time when all those viruses come out. But I think the difference with the UFC is it's like a very controlled thing right because there's only two fighters then you got like the coach and the cut men and stuff but it's not like football where it's like you got 11 on 11 plus a bench plus the coaches i mean we're talking about at least 40 people maybe maybe more so it's a little bit more complicated Um, yeah and i'm actually really surprised that the bundesliga is is returning so quickly um do we have a date on that i think that's it's happening like this week right i thought it was this weekend yeah, like we're having kickoff uh, probably, what, tomorrow, I want to say? Tomorrow or, or Saturday? Yeah, we're going to have to check it out. It says one day, 10 hours. So, yeah, I mean, this shit's popping off. Yeah, so that should be exciting. That's going to be, and then, uh, you know, it's going to be some action. Not UFC is yeah. the only sport that's been going on other than E Liga MX, but. Uh, no one's watching that. The Liga. I haven't watched a single minute of, of soccer that's, uh, well, like, you know, soccer players playing FIFA. <laughs> like, I just don't see the point of it, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I've said it before. Like, I, I enjoy watching other uh, online gaming, Fortnite in particular. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, sometimes, I mean, it's a little bit interesting to see a player reaction and stuff and like celebrate or fake celebrate yeah. a goal like it it looks sort of fake i mean how, you're, how are you going to celebrate some digital goal or whatever and and but it's just you know <laughs> i got i got over it I, I watched a little bit and then i was like okay i'm done with this my yeah. favorite my favorite clip that i've seen was uh, sergio Aguero missing a, a shot and his player makes the same reaction as his real reaction like in real time like they had the same animation bro it was so funny they both oh, really? like had like that shock and then like their hands on their hair just like whoa i just missed i thought it was really funny i i haven't watched the old oh uh you know e liga i i have uh, i've been watching um you know basically old games and stuff like that but, you know i've been watching some of the in on twitter and on facebook sometimes like for example i was watching uh what was it the eight, the ninety one FA Cup final and semifinal? Those were pretty fun to watch. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, right now during this Corona, I haven't. I've I've enjoyed listening to the old timers and, and basically talk about you know a, you know you know telling anecdotal stories and stuff like that. I've, I've been finding those really really interesting. You know. Oh okay. Oh, like for example, yesterday they had what is it, La Volpe on was it Fox, and he was you know chatting with uh, what's his name, uh, Rafa Marquez, uh, the the uh, what's his name, Daniel Osor, yeah, Osorio, uh, Osorio, yeah, yeah Osorio. Danny Boy, the Danny Boy. They had um, who else did they have? Uh, the, the the guy that Tavellas with the uh, Boton, what's his name, Mario Mendez. He played for Toluca. Mm. 
And they had uh, I'm missing somebody else. I don't remember who else. But he also played for uh, Atlas, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he, yeah. he came up through Atlas. And uh, you know, La Volpe was talking about you know mentioning you know like uh, he's talking about you know the last dance you know and how how much he agreed with uh, um you know Jordan's you know take on on leadership you know mm. that yeah. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the last dance and totally understand Jordan's like mindset and, and what he had to do and I you know it sucks because. Who has done that in Mexico for like the national team? Like, who has really like been that kind of leader? You know, because we we I think of when I think of like the best Mexican player of all time, I think of Sanchez. But I didn't, I I wasn't alive to like really like see his stuff live. So I mean, I've only seen like the highlights of him being winning a Pichichi for Real Madrid and all the trophies he won. But I know that didn't really translate to the national team for one reason or another. Got them luck, man. Guatemoc like took under his wing Neri Castillo in the in that in that uh, Copa America. That old seven uh, he, Copa America. Yeah, he didn't really take on like the whole. I mean, he he gets on the team and stuff. Um, I don't think to the extent of MJ, but he did take under. He did like he pulled Neri like totally under his wing. Neri was like idolizing Guatemoc back in that back in those times, and uh, so that was like a small example but I think you're right but the whole I will say like going to Ron's statement the whole uh, La Volpe you don't you don't do that as a coach man you don't humiliate somebody as a coach you can't like juke somebody or or, or pull a nutmeg on somebody as a coach you, it needs to come from a player so like MJ was a player he was ragging on his on his teammates yeah. from a coach it's like man this dude's disrespecting me it's, it's like there are two different levels a coach and a player when you do that as a coach, and I think I remember, now I'm remembering, La Volpe like mistreated his players. I think Ron can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, well, he 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 actually uh, spoke about that. He's saying, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not yelling at them. I'm I'm basically trying to correct, you know, correct their, you know, their errors. And uh, he said that, you know, yeah, you could, you know, you could take it as as you know, I'm, you know at a player but i'm not yelling at a player just for the sake of yelling at a player i'm trying to correct the mistakes that he's making yeah and like the instance that he gave was that he'll see a young player um like for example a a, a uh, winger and uh or, or i'm sorry a fullback you know and he'll and he'll pass and you know he'll, he'll make a pass down the sideline but to the player's back saying that he's not even in position to receive that type of ball, you know, mm-hmm. so he, he was, t- he was talking about that, that it's like, you know, he's, he's not yelling just for the sake of yelling. He's trying to, you know, um, yeah, uh, I, discipline and, and educate the player, but that's him saying that, but there's been other players in the past that, um, his name is, uh, Potro, Potro Gutierrez. He, he's, you know, he also talked, you know, he also spoke of, you know, Volpe's uh, tendencies of, of of yelling at players versus Guatemoc might be yeah no. I think the thing with La Volpe that's interesting is he was a goalkeeper, so <laughs> that's like isn't that hard to like coach if you're a goalkeeper and I mean you, I don't know I guess you can read the game better, but as far as like, the technical aspect of you know like how are you going to tell a striker how to score? I mean, well, at that point, at that point, you're not really teaching those players how to yeah. do that. I mean, at that point, they should already know. Yeah. And when once you get to that level, 
you're not you're not teaching him that. Yeah, he, he's. No, you're just. Yeah, he's watching. You're you're. That. Well, I was, I was saying he's, he watches the game, right? He's here at the back of the. Yeah. You can see the whole game, so you can watch yeah, you and can, analyze and, and learn. Yeah. yeah and so it. basically, you're just putting it all together. La Volpe, I think, had a bad. Uh, he had a bad rep, though. I think because he lost credibility, and this was also brought on. Like on Twitter, you see, you know, all these things about old videos or old things happening. This guy brought up the uh, the topic of him bringing his uh, his yerno. What is it, Chiquis yeah. Garcia? Like, how are you going to do that, dude? You just brought him on, and everyone knows this. It's obvious. He brought him on just because he's his yerno. Yeah. And so, and then he leaves off Cuauhtémoc. So it's just total, like, you'd you'd lose all credibility as a coach when you you do that kind of garbage. You you leave out Cuauhtémoc, but you bring in a naturalizado, which was Sinha. Which I got no problem with. Senior, he he scored against the United States. He scored in the in the World Cup. He scored again in the Confederate Confederations Cup. So like he he actually was one of the few naturalizados that I I respect. But I mean to leave out a player like Demo, who you know I think in that time we could have used him a lot more than when he came on on 2010. You should well you left out more. You left out uh, Bofo. Bofo too. Yeah. But you know, Bofo again, another player that really didn't translate to the national team. I feel like he he was never a player. He's a great club player, but never really turned it on for the national team. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he. I wish he would have done more. But you know, obviously, I mean, you. I mean, after La Volpe, I mean, just, I mean we had a lot of coaches. Mexico had a lot of coaches. It's like yeah. different styles, different. You know. Yeah. I mean, it we was, had uh, what was that guy's name? He coached uh, England. Yeah, yeah Sven Erickson. Oh Jesus, that was the worst. <laughs> he was the worst man. Uh, he had no idea what he was doing. But but the thing about it, Bofo man was on fire during that time, dude. He oh yeah, he should have he should have been part of that. He should have been part of that uh, that he, team. Yeah, he was he was great. He he was at that oh six man. Oh six was prime Bofo. Uh, it was also like prime Chivas, you know, Libertadores and all that. Um, but another coach, like another coach that, uh, like Duca Ferretti is like probably the prime example of just like the tough love. Like that guy just gets crazy angry. I think like if he had more titles under his belt, I think, you know, people would give him a lot more, more respect because he has choked in a lot of like the big finals. So, but he's, he's like, basically like the definition of tough love man i i think i think with la volpe he you no know, he i don't think that he's been able to manage the the, the uh the league the regular you know um, season the playoffs and like for example take take you know take piojo you know who you know and i don't think he even likes the comparison anymore you know about being a La Volpista, because mm-hmm. Volpe Herrera is no longer he he doesn't he's not a La Volpista anymore. He's more of a pragmatist, you know. I see him more now in the school of Treyes and in La Puente than I do than I see of of, of La Volpe and, and Menotti and all those guys. But he doesn't attack just for the sake of attacking. And sometimes you know it, sometimes it even uh, you know you know pisses me off is that sometimes he'll play the percentages almost to a T. Uh, like you know, case in point, you know the 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 World Cup against you know Holland. I I think he he should have you know I think he should have played a little bit more offense, and then you know mm-hmm. taking the foot off the pedal, 
closer oh, yeah. towards the towards the end. I, I don't think you know he he managed that you know well. But but my point is that I think what has failed La Volpe is that he hasn't been able to make that distinction of of, of time you know of proper time management, uh, both in the regular season and and in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I mean it, it's it was it's I mean I've seen his teams perform you know superbly during the regular season. And then it's just in one game, boom, crashes. You no, know? and that's and that's I mean that's part of the playoffs. I mean, you mm-hmm. playoffs are, are, are you play them differently. You no. Know? Yeah. So speaking about the playoffs, what is the plan with Liga MX? I heard June might be the date that they return. I heard there's going to be five players that are going to be able to be used as subs just to get everyone back to fit and form. And there's also a lot of rumbling about the MLS and Liga Mekis merging, but I, honestly, I think that's stupid. But these are the things that are kind of that I've been seeing on Twitter uh, for these last couple of days. What are you, what are you guys' thoughts? So Tom Tom wrote an article. He says six of the six of the 18 Liga Mex clubs are located in states which currently red uh, with rising numbers of COVID. Uh, they have announced Wednesday that sporting events without spectators could return on June 15th at the earliest. Hmm. Early July is what Liga MX is hoping. Um, Honest, honestly, I, I really don't even care for the season to to start up again. You're, they should just scrap it. Eh? Just scrap it, dude. It's it's they've they've been what. They haven't played anything. They haven't trained for what almost what going on two months now. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, man. The, actually, they suppo- do train, I mean, man. You seen the uh, Instagram? They do train on Instagram. They show their little like. Oh so- yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> little solo training, like, little solo training and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's like that's that's what you do, you know, the beginning of preseason. But then you start playing the actual ball and with drills and stuff like that. You're gonna. You're going to see basically a league that's completely out of the rhythm. Um, I personally don't really care to see, you know, uh, games that are in, in empty stadiums with, you know, you know, players that are not at full capacity. So do you just give uh, Cruz Azul a little gold star, a little half star? No, no. <laughs> Ten games, man. <clears throat> no, because here's the thing. How many times? How many times does the super leader crash out in the first? In the first, Almost uh, never. No, it, it's 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 what I think it's fifty fifty. You know, so the team that that you know leads the league doesn't necessarily win the championship. It's almost the like league. it's almost a guarantee they're not going to get the win the league. I can't remember. No, the last. I, I, the last time I checked, it was like almost like fifty fifty. You know, but but what I'm saying is that uh, should not they should not be awarded the championship. Yeah. You know, because anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I'd say like uh, Liga Mekis is unique in the fact that they don't have a long season. So it's it's the beginning of the season. You know, it's not like Liverpool who have been dominating the Premier League like the whole season. And, you know, they should they should just give them the title um, with Liga Mekis because they split the season in half. Cruz Azul was up, you know. 10 games into the season they look promising right now uh, if you were to like restart the league i would just probably either just do one of two things like do a ligia with the eight teams that are currently on top or like you said maybe just scrap it all together and then kind of give these teams like uh i don't know like some bonus points it's really complicated 
but here's the thing with Liverpool. People are going to laugh. They're going to laugh at Cruz Azul and they're going to laugh at Liverpool because it's two teams that have not won in basically over 20 years. <laughs> yeah. If this was Manchester, this was, you know, Chelsea, this was Man City, you know, whatever. But I, I don't mean, think you'd, I don't think you'd hear a peep. No. But Liverpool uh, has 82 points and Man City, who's in second place, has 57. I mean, this is not yeah, even close. I would, I would pretty much just give it that. Like, I would, if I was Liverpool, well, not really, but Liverpool, I would consider champions right now. I'll just say, yeah, you, you're you're done. You won it. <laughs> Twenty five points ahead of the ahead of anybody else, and they won the Champions League last year. It's like, yo, this is clearly, the, I mean, the they best are the team best in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's not even close. It's not like Cruz Azul, who's like a point above. No, but they're also they, they were crying about losing to, in the Champions League this year, and that that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. You know, the you know the the um, who was it the with Klopp and 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 their GM. No, because that they, they shouldn't have been. They shouldn't. Have, where did they lose to? Where, where was it in Milan? If I'm not mistaken, where? Uh, no, let me, let me check. Dude, I haven't seen Champions League in so long. I've no, I know. It's like I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> they were they were making an excuse about you know basically crapping out of it. It's like nah, you know what? Uh, standings. Let's see. They were in a group with. Uh, wait, am I looking at the right one? Napoli? Uh, was it Nap? I think so. I know there was a name. Salzburg and Ghent. Genk. They, but they made out of the group. No, this is in the knockout stage. Oh, that's right. We're already in the knockout stage. Damn. Uh, See, there you go, man. I don't even... They lost to Salzburg? No, I'm trying uh, to... Was in a t- no, it was an Italian. Uh, da, da, da. Dude, I can't even find stats right now. It's a struggle right now. Oh, uh, Madrid, Atleti. Is it? Yeah, that was it, I think. Yeah. Atleti, they, they, they lost 4-2. Uh, Correct. You're right. Yeah, it's but so... It's, it, but but it's, that, it's, it's that game that they lost, you know, the second leg that they complained about, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so wonky, man, because, like, not all the fixtures from the Champions League were actually finished. So there's some teams that made it to the round of, uh, like, the eight, the quarterfinals. But yeah. then there's some there's some teams yet to dispute. Right, right. So it's just like, dude, this, this whole thing is a shit show. It's not even fair. It's not even fair, dude. It's like, it's like... It's just scrap it. There's... You're right, because like Barcelona and Napoli didn't play and finish it out. Uh, Juventus, Juventus and, Ly- and Lyon didn't do it. Chelsea, Bayern also didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City, Real Madrid also didn't, you know, uh, play the, yeah. the the second leg. It's it's awkward, man. It's just super awkward. And then, I mean, we have to worry about like World Cup qualifiers and all that stuff, and, and you know. Obviously, Copa America and, and the Euros got postponed this year. And then you got the Olympics as well. It's just like, damn, bro. Like, what's oh, you, you got accredited for that, didn't you? I did get accredited for that. I was I had my ticket. I was ready to go, man. It's, it's, a, it's a hell of an experience that I was accredited to Beijing. Uh, um, oh, wow. Here, question. Did you get the one for the entire tournament or, just, or the, the entire just the Olympics? 
Okay, okay. Oh, no, no. So, so you, oh, okay, okay, okay. So you didn't get accredited for the actual Olympics yet? That's qualifying no. in Guadalajara. Okay, qualifying. Oh, oh, qualifiers good. in Guadalajara. Okay. Because yeah. yeah, for the Olympics, uh, for the Olympics, FIFA had this, uh, or the uh, IOC. No, I didn't get accreditation for the actual, like the entire Olympics, but just the footballing portion of it. Which oh, is fine wow. by me. That's all I give a shit about, you know? Yeah. So you got to go to China? Folks lived there back, uh, shit, almost 20 years ago, now that I think about it. And, and they made, you know, a lot of friends over there and stuff like that. So, you know, I had a place to stay. But I was only oh, there. I was, I was just there briefly. Oh, didn't stick around for, I didn't stick around for the entire thing. Yeah, man. I was, uh, I was ready to keep, keep pushing, you know, getting that, that Cantina MX exposure. <laughs> And the soccer chronicle exposure as well um but it's fine you know it's just postponed for now um so we got we got uh there's a remark that i have to like i just have to address it i i don't know if it was miguel herrera that said it but he said that america could compete in liga la liga in españa <laughs> did you guys hear about that yeah what are your thoughts on that shit i, I think, think i think uh I think Europa League is global. But they said think... la, they said the La Liga though, didn't they say like the La Liga the thing with La Liga is you have very high end talent, high end quality teams, and then you have the lower end. So they could compete at a certain point, I think. Yeah. And, and that's a good that's a good attitude, the, that's a good confidence. Yeah. But you know, they would like, probably just, be mid or lower table maybe. Yeah. So if that's competition, here, here, here's the things: position one through four is qualification to the champions. Mm-hmm. All right, five through seven is uh, Europa League. Yeah. So I, I mean, and I see. Um, and who, in fact, uh, who who was the coach a couple of days ago that that I read about this? I think they were talking about Tecatito or whatever. I forget who, which no, coach. But yeah, talking about that, you know, basically, you know, the Mexican players making three times as much in Mexico mm-hmm. um, yeah. than, than they would, you know, in, in, in Spain. So it's like now the Mexican players making that. Also, obviously, also the South American players are making. I mean, you know that. Better. For example, you know that, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, like you had what? What's his name? Um, the the players that went to uh, Betis, what's his name? Uh, Guido and and um, was the Linet, li, was an, uh, Linus, Linus, right? Linus, yeah. Betis is Guardado and uh, yeah, Guardado yeah, is there, but also Guido um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, do you really think they they're they're, they're making more or less? Um, I don't know. I don't know about Linus's situation, but he's probably making. The same, if not less. What about Guido? Yeah, he's probably making less. You think, Guido? Of course. But Guido's—he's not Mexican, right? He's—he's he's oh, Argentinian. No, no, no. But he, you know, but you know, you know, but America owned his his um owned his card and everything like that. But you know, there was a contract in his clause, just like you know, for example, with Mateo Uribe and, and what's his name. Um, goalkeeper Marchesin and stuff like that. So, I mean, there was always the clauses in there saying that if a team from Europe, you know, came calling that, you know, they, they would be able to negotiate it, you know? Mm, uh, for, for, for example, Guido's contract actually 
um, was supposed to end this summer, actually in, uh, in June next month. So, you know, like I said, I, I mean, just 12th in the standings right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, when I look at La Liga, it's the distribution of wealth is very drastic. You know, you got like Madrid and Barca who have the biggest TV contracts. It's not distributed yeah. appropriately, not like the EPL, whereas the EPL, like everybody gets their cut. Whereas in Spain, like if you're a bottom feeder team, you're not getting anything. So when it comes to like Europa League, where in England it's not yeah. it's not as prestigious, Europa League in Spain is a big deal because of the money that's associated with it. So when it comes to qualifying for Europa League, it's a it's a dogfight, man. Now, my it's my understanding that the La Liga TV has changed. Like it changed like as of like two three years back. So hold on, I could be wrong. Hold on. Thought I read that because I I know that you're you're right. It used to be like that. It used to be terrible. I mean, I don't know how it is now, but I just know that it was really really bad for a long time. Hey, hold on. Let me. I I know that I I know that it, I read it something. But I don't even know what's the even point. As of as of 2016 17 season, La Liga implemented a new model where TV rights were sold in a collective manner. Mm-hmm. After tough negotiations with top clubs such as Bar- uh, you know Barcelona and Real Madrid, a royal decree was signed, which led to the new model. Since then, the economy, uh, economic disparity among all clubs has gradually de- began decreasing. Blah blah blah. So yeah, I mean, I knew that I read something about that. I I don't know the percentages, but from what I understood, that you know it was getting better for the, the for the remaining, uh, you know, uh, eighteen teams. You know, or however been. Liga Mekki should take a note because it's the reason why uh, players are going to the MLS. Because <laughs> they have a springboard to go to Europe because MLS is easier to watch if you're overseas than Liga Mekis. Right? Oh, I, I debunked that. That's, that's, I debunked that yeah, springboard. That, that, that's, been debunked, <laughs> that's been debunked. That's been debunked because, okay, times that they're showing the games. Yeah, in the middle of the night. We asked, okay, so Rigo, we talked about this already. Rigo's friend from Europe, or I think from England, he asked him directly, man. MLS games are not shown uh, uh, taped like in prime time or during the day where actually people can watch. They're, they're in like the middle of the night. So, well, yeah, because MLS games start at like, what, 2 in the afternoon? So that's like 10 at night over in, in England. So Yeah, and those are the afternoon games. So like say for yeah. uh, say uh, a nighttime game yeah. for MLS is like even later. Yeah. So yeah, they're showing no, up I in know. Europe, like in the you know, when no when no one's when everyone's asleep. So the actual people that are able to watch MLS, you know, is minimal I would say. So the so that's one thing that I heard. And then another thing is like they you know they they want they want these two leagues to you know create a super league and then you know now that uh the the second division in Mexico has been you know it's become like a rec league like teams in in that league are not going to be able to get promoted to the first first division so what what's going on with that i heard there's like another league that's forming like an independent league it's just like it's such a shit show in Mexico right now yeah i've seen i've seen like protesting like complaining from the second division players, I think with like some signs saying uh, like there's no progress if there's no promotion because that's their, that's their carrot. They're, they're going after is promotion. That's why they're working so hard and trying to get promoted. You, 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 you take that incentive away and then what do you do now? 
has that incentive ever worked? Uh, no, because oh, it hasn't. Yeah, because they're they're screwed though. Because if 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 they do get the championship, okay, then they got to check. Oh, do you have enough money to get into the first the first tier? Do you have enough a big stadium? Do you do you fulfill all these requirements to be a first division team? Oh no, you don't. And plus, we want to save our Veracruz, or we want to save our 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 descending it, it, team it, from humiliation. Only two teams. The only two teams in the last twenty five years that have been able to get their act together is basically Tigres and Pachuca. I mean, those guys faced with two relegations in the nineties. So and, and yeah. oh shit, sure. yeah, yeah, Tigres, Tigres got. Yeah. Tigres, you know, Tigres got uh, relegated and stuff like that in, the, what, I think, 96, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Pachuca, 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 I mean, those guys, you know, faced like, Pachuca, I think, if, if memory serves me, they got relegated and then they came back up and then, boom, relegated again. And, you know, if had that been any other owners, ownership group, would have just, you know, pulled the plug and, boom, call it a day. But, like, for example, Grupo Pachuca, they decided to stick with their with their you know their plan and also you know uh, in, in with Tigres, um, you know they had um, they they basically started a, a an ownership group uh, Sinergia Deportiva, which was basically a, a management group from uh, from Cemex. So I mean they and they stuck with it and good for them. That's it. I mean all the other teams. There, I mean there's been since ninety. 94, 95, when they rebranded the second division in an attempt, they were basically trying to uh, emulate what the what the Premier League was doing back then. Because if you recall, like if you know, if you recall back in what is it, 92, 93, or 91, 92, I don't remember the exact year. Uh, the Premier League basically, you know, the first division of the the English uh, division in the Pyramid, they split off. They set up their they 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 became independent from the FA. So basically, you had the first division, term, and that became the the Premiership, the Premier League. And then you had the second, third, and fourth. They got rebranded into the Championship. You know, second division, first division, second division. So basically, that's what what that's what you know they were trying to do in in Mexico was that they were trying to you know, rebrand the second division and try to shorten the distance between the, you know, the expenses, you know, the, 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 the money between the first division and second division, but they never were able to accomplish that. Uh, I don't remember if it was, I don't, um, what's his name? The, the ex Puebla owner, uh, Bernal Bernat, you know, he was a Pepsi, you know, uh, had a lot of stocks in Pepsi and, uh, or him or, or Tonio Garcia from Atlanta. I don't remember which one of those two, but one of those two, I remember reading an article and it said that when a team in Mexico basically is relegated, they can lose up to 85% of their revenues. Jesus. Yeah. So they save them. So they save them and, you know, they don't relegate them. They, they disrespect the ascending team. (laughs) I don't care. Like, I don't care though. If, 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 if a team gains promotion, and they have like some scrapyard stadium. Their players, you know, have full time jobs or whatever. Man, I don't care. They're going to go into the first division. They're going to get humiliated. Then their owners need to say, okay, we need to get our act together. We need to do some investing. We need to actually be a serious club in- instead of, you know, acting like a second division club if we're going to be in first division. And maybe that's going to, you know, motivate some people. 
I don't care if you have like well, who, what was this? Who was the team that had like the flute? I love that. Oh, it was Jaguares, man. Jaguares had the flute that was going. I love that. I love that. That stadium it was like it some was old. It's nice to see these small clubs, man. You know, you had like uh, Leones Negros, and I mean, they're they're a team that has a lot of history. And then yeah, they're in the Jalisco, I mean, I th- so. I think I think the biggest shame of all this is Atlante, man. I mean, they were a big club, man. Yeah. They're since they moved to Cancun, they've just been they Better. won that one turn that one title, and then that's it, man. It's like the last you've heard of them. <laughs> Veracruz is a shame, also, man. I am so Veracruz sad. Veracruz is an embarrassment. And Pirata Fuentes—that's yeah. like the the legendary stadium, man. I huh. know. And then you got a team, uh, Atlético Zacatepec. I mean, their stadium is really, really nice. That's a first division stadium. But yeah. Now. Hey. Now Leon. You know, obviously, they they're funded right now with Grupo Pachuca, right? Mm-hmm. But if Grupo Pachuca wasn't there. Be that they, they'd be just like any other team struggling oh, yeah. between going up and down, up and down and stuff like that. Now, this is this is like, and, and I mentioned it to some of the other guys, like, or I, I don't remember who I spoke to. It was on Twitter, but basically, you know, what's his name? Carlos Slim, you know, man in the world, right? You know, he usually Carlos shares that with he usually shares that with like Bill Gates uh-huh. and other you know, other guys like that. He had thirty percent share in Grupo Pachuca's stake in, in Leon, right? Mm-hmm. And but what I you know, I don't think he ever had the intentions of really you know having an operation or you know basically taking taking but you know Leon and you know calling that his baby i think i think the reason he got into it is because he was trying to you know the 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 tv wars uh and the streaming wars with televisa so Mm. i think he was choosing sides because if you recall that was around the same time when pachuca said boom you know what i'm not going to i'm not going to go with tv Azteca and i'm not going to go with televisa yeah because uh, what they 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 did they they, yeah they they, that was that around that time because between because Televisa and Carlos Slim, they were basically at odds with one another. So I, I think you know, he, I think I think he was more of you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend right now. So I think that's why he. I don't think he ever had true intentions of of of, of basically you know getting into into football. Um, and uh, and like I said, as much as I like promotion and relegation, I don't think it's for Mexico. It's never it's it's never been a viable uh, industry. It's never been a run a viable operation. Hmm. <clears throat> I think you just you know what, just bring it back to twenty teams, and uh, let the second division just be like the the farmer the farmer teams for all the first division clubs. You know, you know because like Chivas used to have uh, Chivas Coras and all that stuff. You know, just keep doing that. Just keep all your your reserve players in the second division, you know, and let them get minutes. Who's going to invest it? Who's going to invest in that? The clubs it, that are in the first division, they're going to have these farmer teams, man. It's like the way they do what's, it in baseball. What's the, but what's the incentive? The incentive is to, you know, continue to grow your, your youth Academy because I mean, I mean, Chivas have the best Academy in Mexico 
and those players are what are they doing right now they're just playing for the under you know under 20 under 17 is that they just have like under something leagues i mean those are cool and all but it would it'd be kind of cool to like have have these farmer clubs kind of like the way they do in baseball that's an option well, in, but in baseball everybody makes money except the players in fact, that Real Sports actually did a report uh, a report on this a couple years back, like two three years back. I mean, the the minor league baseball players they basically they're almost welfare cases. Yeah, you know? the, the, if you guys you know go to Real Sports and stuff like that and look it up, it was actually a really interesting um, uh, report on it. But anyhow, what I'm saying is, you know, I think I think the best thing that Liga MX can do. Is basically apply the, the the franchise model that they do that they do like in NBA and NFL and stuff like that. So like if you want to go even to twenty five teams or twenty four teams or whatever, just make sure that you have an independent, uh, you know, fully autonomous uh, investment group that's going to be in there for the long haul. Because I mean, like, and the reason I say that is because I don't think promotion promotion relegation has not worked in thirty years doesn't make money you know over 100 teams have tried vast majority fail you know the vast majority right now are either in the second division i'm sorry in the third division fourth division or, or some amateur status so well, what about I the mean, players I, that aren't good enough for first division because there's a lot of those playing in ascensio you know like omar bravo plays <laughs> for leones negros <laughs> i don't know I mean, why well, but i mean at that at that point I mean, honestly, just the number of foreigners. I mean, at one point, there used to be three foreigners. They were good foreigners, you know, not hacks. You know, for the most part, they, you know, they used to get pretty good foreigners, you know, and, and stuff like that. Uh, and like I said, just, you know, make it make it the incentive, make the incentive where, you know, you're trying to get, you know, investment groups to, to really to commit for the long haul. Because, you know, it's like, and as much as we, you know, we wish we, we could be like Europe where, where you have, you know, the league, you have the cup, you know, you have the Champions League and stuff like that. You're never going to get that here. Yeah. I mean, never going to do it. I mean, no, the, Copa, the Copa Mekis was was sort it was starting to take up steam. You know, it was. Yeah, starting, it, it, it was. It was. It had a, it was starting to get a little bit more prestige. Um, and then yeah, you, know, obviously I, you got the Conca, Conca Champions, which is a joke, but. <laughs> yeah, it is because playing the top eight teams, the top eight teams in Mexico are better than basically every team in in, in North America. I mean, oof, really... oof with that statement though. Sad. So that's a that's a bold statement, my friend. Oh, uh, how many how many teams have won, how many MLS teams have won the the, the Concacaf in in the last twenty years? That many. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That Luis, Luis in our chat, we had a couple people in our chat, but Luis has been there for a while. He brings up. Uh, let me see what he says. Okay, Mexico's won the last fifteen Conca Champions trophies, even after yeah. Concacaf eliminated the group stage and gave M- MLS automatic KO stage qualification. So, okay, so, so he says, imagine that MLS and uh, Liga MX combine, and they don't accommodate the. Uh, Say it's like an Aligia format. They don't accommodate like an uh, like a American League and a National League, you know, like in baseball. Huh. It could very easily be where the top eight 
teams or the top 10, however many to go to the playoffs, to the Liga, end up being all Liga MX. Imagine that. Like you combine the leagues and then your playoff, your playoffs end up being all Liga MX and MLS is like, yeah. you know, eliminated already. That would be totally embarrassing, man. So you're saying that the only way the gringos would, ag- would agree to the rules is if it was the best... It's got to be rigged. Mexican team versus the best. No, it's no. got to it's got to be an AL, an AL, or a, a it'd be the it'd be the American League, League and National League versus the yeah, and yeah. And would, be, it's got to be rigged for where uh, there's like a balance of Liga MX MLS to where MLS will you know will obviously yeah. get a shot. Because because I'll be honest, man, uh, I've been on a lot of like like on Twitter stuff. I'm like, hey, I know all the MLS teams got eliminated from Conca Champions, but you guys should really tune in for the final because it's gonna be. It was Tigres and Medi- uh, Tigres. Uh, was Tigres Monterrey? I think the the last uh, Conca Champions final. And everybody's like, I'm not gonna watch it if there's no MLS team in there. I'm like, well, you're missing out on some good football. I'm like, they don't really care, bro. If the second yeah. the MLS teams are eliminated, the the American public is is not watching that shit. One of the one of the advantages of, of of the merger is that MLS, ML, it seems like MLS and and, and, and Liga MX are basically trying to fight for the same you know fan base, you know. So at this point, like if they were to merge, no longer basically fighting for the for that for that base, you know, you're no longer fighting for that Hispanic you know consumer base. You're no longer, uh, you know, fighting for the you know that European base that's you know that want to watch some domestic uh, soccer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously there's advantages and there's disadvantages. Um, you know, for for you know going 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 back to why I think promotion relegation in, in Mexico as much as I I would love to you know, to, to emulate something like they do in, in Europe. It's like, you know, I don't know if you're like, you know, familiar with, you know, up, up here, but like Rita's ice house, you know, you know, these water ice, you know, they're only, it's a business that only operates basically when it's warm because when it's cold doesn't function. And it's, for me, it's one of those type of things where, where, you know, it's like, why are you going to, why are you going to, operate something that you know hasn't functioned in the last 30 years in Mexico, which is promotion relegation. As much as, like I said, as much as I'd love to have it, I I just like, I'm getting to the point where, you know what? I'd I'd rather have a a franchise model league where, okay, right now, maybe you just start off with 20 or I'm sorry, uh, 18, but like, you know, kind of like what MLS is doing was like, all right, well, you know, Cincinnati, they got an ownership group. They're committed. You know, they have, you know, uh, almost a bill, uh, half a billion dollars ready to go. Boom. You know, let's let's get them in. You know? I can like, see for that. For example, there's a, like, uh, I forget this. I forget the city. You know, the, the city built a gorgeous, really modern stadium. Now it's going to sit empty, you know? Well, I mean, if you're an investor in that city, you know, and then it's like, well, hey, the city, you know, built me, you know, built this. I said, let me take advantage of it. So it's like, it, it's it's going to have to be like a partner, kind of like what Pachuca did, you know, basically the the owners of Pachuca, you know, um, basically, you know, whining and dining, you know, the, 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 the politicians over there in Hidalgo, you know, for, you know, getting the land, get, you know, getting the stadium, doing this so it's kind of it was both kind of like a partnership you know both you know with private and and public money Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I don't have any problem with them with Liga Mekis going up to twenty teams. I think they're trying to get in that direction, anyways. Yeah. Um, and, just you know the restrictions. There, just like, yeah, I think I think the yeah. restrictions and rules need to be lax. Like if they start pulling up restriction and rules for the creation of a team, like they do for ascending teams, then that would be an issue. But yeah, I could see I could see a larger amount of teams and. Not necessarily no uh any more you know promotion relegation what one of the i think one of the positive things that i mean or at least one of the things that I would try to that I would hope for is that if it was to merge you know especially if you're merging with you know in, in the United States, you're gonna see a lot of less shenanigans. In terms of you know you're you know you know that your numbers are going to have to be right you know spotless and, and clean. Now, basically, what I'm trying what I'm trying to get to is that you know that like sometimes you've had owners that are kind of like iffy. Like Santos had you know Santos and uh, and uh, had that Carlos Almada. Remember him from a couple of years back? You no, know, you know dirty money. Mm. Well, Pachuca like, Pachuca had state money. True, but you know. I mean, it's had. not like they did it's like they did anything illegal, you know, but you know, they basically they you know I mean I guess you can't prove that they did anything illegal, but what they basically did is they, they winded whining and dining, you know, the politicians to get, you know, you know sweet deals on, on, on land and, and properties and stuff like that, you know, so they could build um they could build their, you know, their like their university and their training facilities and stuff like that, you know. Luis brings up a comment. Uh, the U.S. isn't a clean country. Chase got busted importing twenty billion of cocaine. <laughs> so, Chase, um, Chase got busted importing twenty billion dollars of cocaine. Damn. The U.S. spent seven billion committing genocide because they hate it. Oh, and, okay. He's going. <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing: hence they got caught. He's, oh, they got caught. Yeah, impunity. You know what I mean? Impunity in Mexico is. Uh, Something else, I guess. Oh, I mean, like I'm saying, this you're going to be forced to r- run cleaner books. No one in Mexico, no one in Mexico, the Mexican League, oh, you don't, you don't have access to their numbers. Hmm. That's one of the things that you know, like you know, for example, like in in, in American sports, in the American sports, you know, oh, you, you know that the women's national team is making less than men. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm saying is, you know the you know the contracts that are being made. You know the player salaries and stuff like that. You know, you know, in this day and age, you still have in Mexico, you still have the, those famous double contracts where you the owner, owner and the player have a contract. There's another contract, a secret contract between the federation and the owner and the ownership group and stuff like that. And that's that's a bush league. Dude. I mean, not all the not all the clubs do that. Normally, like you know, like the like the Veracruz is the Colibris, you know those those shit show type of clubs that you know don't <laughs> you know do things the right way, you know. Like prime example, how much does Gignac make? Because there's no way he's making like the reported amount that I think I heard. I heard he's he's probably making a lot of money under the table. He's got a humble abode, though, man. His house, like his backyard, isn't too. Uh, he's 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 not in a mansion, but 
I mean, I mean, he was playing for Marseille, bro. He was in France. Yeah. He was playing Champions League football. Like, it must have taken a lot for for Digas to convince him to to go to Mexico. I still don't know how they pulled that off, man. <laughs> I really don't know how they pulled that off. They they must have injected him with some culture, like prior, because he loves Mexican culture now, man. He's like all in it. He's, he's got a he's got a wife that's Mexican. He's got kids that are Mexican. It's crazy, man. You hear what I'm listening to? No. Huh? I was I was I was thinking you were gonna play like uh something for Jaime to go to go chant and sing in the Zocalo. Oh, no. so, like for example, like. Um, we need John to to play the soundboard. Yes, yeah, we're, we're missing it. I didn't have time to get get a a message to John. Hey, by the way, which uh, which chat room are you talking about? Uh, the YouTube comments. Go to there. Oh, yeah. We we have a lot of fans. <laughs> we got Louis. We got Louis. We got Adidas Speaking DC. Of fans, um, see, I, should, I, I have a question for you guys. At this point, should Zagas start his OnlyFans account? (laughs) (laughs) What is up with Zagas, man? What's going on, man? What is he doing? The guy, dude. He's got mental issues. Any, any, any. I know that he had had ambition to be like a general, you know, director, like a GM of sorts. He he can kiss that goodbye, dude. <laughs> there was man, I think there was like a name that you guys said on Twitter that I was just like, bro, that should be the name of a podcast. But oh. holy smokes. <laughs> a la tercera pata de sake. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta hey, we get ten if we can get ten ten no, let's let's do 20 likes on this YouTube. We'll change it. We'll change our name to, <laughs> to that. <laughs> did you, well, did you see the, the new uh, video that, uh, what's the name, Martinoli and them posted? It was of Martinoli and, and Pro Bermudez. They were meeting up at, a, at an airport. Yeah? It. And uh, <laughs> Martinoli or Perro asked about how, how the crew was doing, you know, Luis Garcia and Sage. And, uh, you know, they were just laughing about Saga, dude. He's just hilarious guy, dude. My question is, why is he wearing a wig? <laughs> I don't know, dude. What is he? He's like, he's going to disguise himself like it's not him. Um, But I'll tell you, man. Yeah, I'll, I'm looking at some of the, the uh, comments here. Ba-ba-ba. I've never felt more uncomfortable than his latest video and staring into his pee hole. It like stared into my soul, bro. <laughs> I didn't know what I was I was not ready for that, bro. I, was, I need therapy. <laughs> oh, hey, uh some somehow related. Somehow related. What's your take on uh what's your take on uh, on players boosting you know like for example what Jonah Dos Santos did? Oh my goodness! How do we not talk about this? Jonah is a homie. He he is he is just sharing the wealth. You know what I mean? See, for for me, for me, I I take it one of those things where if I was the club owner, I would not allow mm. players to 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 uh, do 
take in social media because especially for the yeah it could be a liability Mm -hmm. it is a liability because you know have players that is like bitch at the press is like hey you know stop talking about me stop you know get out of my you know private life but then you have shit like that you know it's like do that it's like obviously you know had a lot of you know social just or social you know crusaders you know it's like you know how Jonado Santos was basically you know uh, putting women in a light you know treating them as sexual objects and blah 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 and it's like yeah no it I was mean, it I was the it's... it was the journalists man so Jonah did his thing <laughs> Jonah did his thing and then journalists and every other yeah. person were Everybody like eating. were applauding him and praising him for what he did but what did he do. What 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 are the what are the women going to respond to you know to the praise of hey man you're the man <laughs> dude be like uh, can I get it's like toxic masculinity I don't uh, know I think that uh, he was drunk and he posted a photo and then he started uh, going on her IG and just putting hella comments and people figured it out you know it's pretty much it's pretty the result of what he did is pretty much lock, locker room talk. That's the but, exact thing that happened. Was wrong. <laughs> can you can you can you imagine if someone like Dennis Rodman had Twitter back in the days when he was it? It was almost the same way. Like it, Dennis Rodman, it was worse. It, it he was he was but, dressed in a in a wedding gown. He you know went around to like acting all crazy. So it was almost the same thing. Even yeah, without Twitter, I mean, not not to the to the intimate levels that we have access to celebrities and artists now. I mean, I agree. You can, really and, worse. And, you can, you have, yeah, you've had many artists. You've had many artists like you know, like for example, DiCaprio and stuff like that, saying that you know he was you know he was he was happy that his youth that you didn't have social media when he was basically in his early twenties. Oh, yeah, dude. Like Cause because even to the extent of like, yeah, you had all these cameras and paparazzi on you, you know, like when it comes to like Dennis Rahman, the way things were distributed weren't instant the way things are now. Like now yeah. you can accidentally send like a dick pic to like the entire, you know, Internet, like just on accident, man. And that's instant. You can't and you can't delete. You can delete it. But pe- someone took a screenshot. You know, what I mean, it's not it's not the same as back in the day, man. So I don't know, man. I just think like. As much as you try and control players, you can't. But I would probably put that in their contract, like, "Yo, if you do this, you do that on social media, like you're gonna get fined." You know what I mean? Like, I guess just have like rules in case something like this happens. You're such a white yeah. knight, Ron. You're gonna fine a guy. <laughs> you're you're the morality. No, you're the new morality no, police. <laughs> no, 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 by no, by no means. You know, like what? I, I don't care what they do in the privacy of their own homes. But the thing about it is, when that privacy starts affecting your your organization because i mean as a player like you know and stuff like that when they other players start getting interviewed about what you know a teammate of yours is doing you know it it's 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 unprofessional you know what i mean yeah and like, and you always see, you always see, you know, you know, basically athletes explode. It's like, you know, well, why are you asking me? Ask him, or, or blah 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 blah. So it just, it just creates more friction and creates more, you know, more problems. It's like, you know, I guess maybe what you know, Jaime said is like, at least you know, have so certain clauses in there. It's like, hey, you know, you'll get fined after you know you do it a second time. You know, we can rescind the contract or we can renegotiate and lower your wages even further. Uh, I 
I, uh, I just think that that's stupid. It's stupid to do those type of things, you know? Yeah. You know, like for example, you know, you know, you know that Sagi is never, ever going to get another position. He was wanting to, you know, it, uh, I remember there was an episode in Fútbol Picante when they had Belais there. And you could sense Sage was bitter with, with Belais because he had the position, the, you know, he he had the position that, that basically Sage... Exactly. In fact, he had it for a while. I remember when... Um, remember when... Um, in, at the time I was in Houston and America was there for Interleague, if I'm not mistaken... I think it was when Ruggeri was there, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he, uh, you know, he had that, you know, sporting director position, but he didn't last long, you know. And like, and I remember in that episode when he, you know, he was there, like confronting Pelais, and it's like, hey, well, you know, he was giving excuses. I wasn't given, you know, the, the, I, I, I wasn't given the free reins like you were, and blah 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 blah, you know. And then, like, I've seen other interviews where, you know, he was talking about, you know. Uh, having you know that type of uh, leaders leadership position in, in a club, which he's never going to get. He's like, you know, in in a way, he's kind of like like Faitelson now, you know, where it's like you mention him and like the first thing you you think if you don't think really of a, of a serious journalist, you just think of El Putazo, you know. Oh man, every day on Twitter he is reminded, reminded every of day, it. every day, man. Uh... Yeah, that's so funny, dude. Oh, so yeah, we had some some cheesemas going around. Some more cheesemas. I wanted to talk a little bit about some rumors that are going around. Uh, recently, there's a lot of steam picking up again uh, with Cesar Montes. He's a Monterrey player to Valencia, which would be interesting. Um, Decatito to Inter Milan. Uh, that's been a rumor and then uh, Eric Gutierrez Chivas are after him I guess you know things in Holland haven't really been going well for him he's really hasn't been playing much so Chivas are interested in him and Pocho Guzman who was one of our refuerzos but got kicked out because of uh, the failed drug test but now I think he's trying to clear his name and return to Chivas and then Chucky Lozano, who's moved to Napoli, has just been so, so bad after Ancelotti got fired. And Ancelotti wants him at Everton. And there's also rumors that Manchester United are interested in his signature. Um, obviously, all these rumors and transfers have all been gotten really complicated because, you know, we're all on pause right now and the money is not going in and out. But, <clears throat> man, some interesting rumors. I'd like to see Chucky at... Uh in the EPL that'd be sort of I have my doubts on on how he'll do but it would be interesting to watch I think he, he might get, get he, alive, he might get he, muscles man he he would have to do like a Gareth Bale you know just put on that muscle man because he he uh he, I don't think he has the physicality to to handle that kind of league but I mean I think his move to Serie A has been a complete failure I don't know what it is about Serie A and Mexicans but they just don't get along I mean, I, I, like, uh, what's his name? Hector Moreno went to Roma. It didn't really work out for him. Uh, I Since think, Rafa? Uh, what's his, Rafa was oh, no, the Rafa one did, that, Rafa, Rafa was in Verona. He, he actually did well. Yeah, he's Verona. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, Chucky, man, it's just like such a great player, and he's just on the bench. Yeah, man. And then another interesting thing that happened, Amaury uh, Vergara, he uh, he was on Twitter saying that Chivas are going to have their own all-or-nothing show on Amazon Prime, which is very exciting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Basically, what that means is that they're running low on cash. Yeah. Need to buy another 56K modem. <laughs> they need to buy another 56K modem for their uh, yeah. Chivas TV. So. Oh Jesus, she was the, uh, what that, that reminds me though. Like I, I got to bring up a recommendation for all our listeners who might be uh, haven't seen the uh, what was oh shoot I forgot the name of the show oh. on uh, Amazon Prime or not say is it on Netflix? The English game, the English game. Yeah, yeah. that was the, good. The English man. game was great. It was, was good. good. It was just short. It reminded me of uh, it reminded me of the high uh, high class. Uh, type of attitude that Ron brings, man. Got to wear a nice uniform. You got to be a gentleman on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have some mill worker on the pitch trying to take yeah, our was, FA Cup. A true story. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I think that's the part that's crazy. Is it was like a true story. Like this is how the FA Cup, you know, started, and it's just impressive. Like you know, it's. So, like, some of these teams are, like, over 100 years old, almost 100, you know, 20, 30 years old. It's, like, crazy, man. Then you look like, like you look at a league like the MLS, you're like, wow. <laughs> like, do you really think this thing's going to be around another 100 years? Probably not. You look at Miami, their first season <laughs> in the MLS, and it's a complete, like, literally the worst thing that could happen to Miami is oh, yeah. has happened. <laughs> you know, I, I think it is here to last. I do. I don't think you know they didn't invest money that they did back when they stu- you know when they did the NA you know the the North American Soccer League. Uh huh. They just basically tried to go after talent, you know, and foreign talent. And the and the problem is, a lot of the you know a lot of the home base, the home fans didn't know these players. The other other than like your Pelés and your Beckenbauer's, but the vast majority is like they didn't know who they were. They didn't know who George George Best was. They didn't know you know. I know. George Best played for the San Jose Earthquakes back in the seventies. That's fucking crazy. I know. It's like you know, and people, uh, uh, it, and these people actually like the fact that they can come here and nobody knows who they are. <laughs> That's crazy, right? It's like yeah. they they actually can live like normal they people. They can relax, here. yeah. Well, I, Klinsman, if I'm not mistaken, said said something along that lines, and I think there was. There was another player, Italian player, that was on the was it on the on the World Cup winning team. I forget who, but but also said something along those lines where you like every time he goes to the U.S. he he enjoys it because you know most people don't recognize him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my old coach, rest in peace, Steve Keshi. He was a Nigerian player. He was the captain of the Nigeria team. And after the World Cup here, he's like, hey, I like it here. I'm just gonna stay here. And that's what he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like the the actual like the the the, the Eagles, like the, the the Green Eagles. Yeah, he he uh, he was my coach uh, when I was in what ten? No, I was like twelve years old, thirteen years old. 
he uh, he uh, he had a he has a lot of kids, but one of, I grew up with way more kids. What's up? Dang, dude. <laughs> All right, so then go back. What's going on? All right. All right. Uh, okay. My bad. <laughs> Alright boys, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a night, man. Alright sure. man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, I got a yeah, lot we've, of we've gone over we've gone over an hour, so I guess uh we've got we're wrapping things we up. Can, we can wrap this thing up. <sighs> what, do you, what do you guys have planned for tomorrow in the lockdown? Nothing. Huh? Tomorrow? Yeah. <sighs> Going to uh, see what restaurants are open. It's my birth. Dude. It's my birthday tomorrow, man. I got a birthday lunch or something. Oh, word! Ah, you and my dad have the same birthday. Happy birthday, bro! Yeah, Happy thanks. birthday, man. Yeah, I mean, I I can't find any restaurants here, dude. I'm just trying to find a restaurant where I can sit in, but shit, luck, dude. Yeah. I even, you know, I even, I even when was it the uh, days ago? I went to this, you know, this place. It was uh, like little in Little Saigon, you know, try to eat, you know, some pho, hoping, hoping they would let you know let me in and sit down. No luck, dude. So, eh, never mind. Happy birthday, dude. I hope you find a restaurant you can yeah. eat, you know? Yeah, maybe some barbecue. Something. We'll see. All right. Later, dude. Yeah, later, man. Later, man. Well, it's time to wrap this up. All right, man. Any any final uh, final thoughts um, before final we shut thoughts, up? I would just say, you know, we're, we've been in this for two months, and we don't really know when things will be back to normal but uh it seems like people were excited to to see us back in in action so thank you for all the listeners that have tuned in to this podcast and future listeners that will listen to this probably tomorrow and uh you know if you guys have some topics that we didn't cover that you guys want us to to touch on uh let us know yeah definitely even like questions and stuff or whatever man we'll talk about whatever but yeah, thanks for. Uh, I guess Luis was on. Louis, yeah, Adidas shout DC. Out to, shout out to Jose Luis, the the troll that was uh, calling Vela his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're saying you got a we got a LAFC fan there. They were riding high for a little bit, but then uh, Conca Champions. Yep, Corona got Coronaed. So yeah, Bundesliga. Yeah, they yeah they did they they did that. Uh, well, I think Luis said Mena was gone. Mena was missing. I don't know if Mena would have made any difference, but uh, he's definitely a great player to to be missing though. So I mean, I was I was there for that game, man. It was I was waiting for Leon to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just didn't happen. So I was like, all right, Cruz Azul will will handle them. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, Bundesliga is starting on Saturday, so we'll see how that goes, uh, and well, we'll see what we'll else starts Mexicans up. Mexicans in the in the Bundesliga, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll just be nice to see some action. Yeah, they might get a boost. Like people, you know, want to watch something, they might get a boost in viewership. The hottest player in the Bundesliga is uh, Haaland. That kid is on. Fi- I mean, he was on fire yeah, he until was. this whole. But he he's probably the, the most exciting player to watch. In the Bundesliga. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, Jaime. We'll, uh, yeah, thanks hof- for having me. Hopefully some more topics and things will come up this week, and we'll be back next week on Thursday night for another another podcast. Thanks you all, thank you all for listening and joining, 
and we'll get this recorded and put out on uh, on all the locations for tomorrow. See you guys later. Mm-hmm.